Hey, I'm Allison. And I'm Courtney. Join us as we talk about our post-op diets, interview really cool guests, share products we love, encourage each other on our journeys, and, you know, just live in our best lives. Hey friends, thank you so much for joining us. This is season three, episode seven of No Guts, No Glory. I'm Allison and I'm here with Courtney. We're so excited because today we are chatting with Trina, who has had lamp, uh, well, there, there we go. <laughs> All right. Lamp band. How's the lamp band? You can just keep that. Lab band. Just keep it. It's just real. And surgery over 16 years ago. And that's something we've never discussed between Courtney and I, or even had that brought up with our own doctors. So I have so many questions. Yes. Hi, yeah. Trina. Hi, Hi. I'm super, I'm kind of excited to to, to really talk about my story and what it's like to have gone through all this for so long and how -hmm. things are changing for me. I was going to say, I also feel like when I originally heard about weight loss and like when it was something that like either my aunts or my cousins were getting, like I know lap band was a huge option. And when I went into my surgeon, like things had changed. So this is going to be cool. Um, get to talk to you about it. Yeah, so, I can't wait. Yeah, so yeah. I always like to ask and start with like what even brought you to wanting weight loss surgery? Like how did you get to that point where you were like I'm ready to actually go you can take this seriously talk to a doctor about it? What happened or where were you? What was the moment? Well, okay. So the thing was is that 16 years ago, so it would have been 2006. So it was right around this time of year in 2006 is when I had my procedure. And so what happened was, is a couple, a friend of mine, she is a nurse. And so she actually got um, the lap band too, but she had it first because okay. it was sort of new. Um, I guess maybe it wasn't new, but it felt new because I don't think weight loss surgery back then was like as necessarily prevalent as it is now. Yeah. And so she got it and, you know, she was in the nursing field. So she was hearing about it all the time. She knew a lot of do- different doctors and everything. So she was the first one that, that got the procedure. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a great idea for me because I was also struggling with, you know, fertility issues at the time because mm-hmm. I really wanted to be a mom. And, you know, when I went to see the fertility doctor, cause I have PCOS, which is a whole nother thing. Um, the fertility doctor was like, um, sorry, I want to help you, but you need to lose weight. And I'm like, well, that's great. But I've been trying to lose weight since I was like 17 and guess what? It hasn't worked so far. And did they Um, even understand like at that point that PCOS was something that made it harder to lose weight? Um, they did a little bit. So when I got diagnosed with PCOS, I was 18 and I had no idea. I'd never heard of it. Nobody around had ever heard of it. So that when I was 18, I'm, I'm, that would have been 20, I'm going to, I'm 42. So it was 24 years ago. (laughs) Right. And it was like my first gynecological appointment. And I went in and I go in there and I walk in the front door of, or I walk into this office and I meet this gynecologist and she's like, takes one look at me and she says, have you ever heard of anything called PCOS? And I'm like, huh? (laughs) And then she told me what it was. She's like, cause you're like the poster child for it. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, but you know what? Like I, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh. So everything that's going on with me, my skin problems, my hair problems, my weight problems, all this stuff 
because my periods have never been normal since I was th- like never like yeah. when I was thirteen like they were never normal from the from the get go. Girl, I um, it, <laughs> yeah, yes. you're speaking Courtney's language right now. <laughs> I am telling you, but see, and, I, and but see, I think for me it was that I never got it. It never yeah. came. It was like it would be like nine months, and I would get it all of a sudden. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So when she told me, and she did say to me, she's like, "Do you?" She's like, "Do you struggle with losing weight?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Well, P-, you know," she did say, "Well, you know, PCOS will cause that." And okay. I go, "Well," which they couldn't. She couldn't explain to me why, and I don't think anybody <laughs> knew then. I still don't think they know now, but at least they know now that it really does prevent, like, make it really difficult. But back. But back then she was like, yeah, it does. I don't, I can't tell you anything else other than that. Yeah. Here's some birth control. <laughs> of course, that was always, here's some birth control pills. <laughs> See you later. Right. Oh, gosh. It's always the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, um, so, so anyways, the fast forward to my surgery. So I was 26 and I had been, I got married and, you know, I'd always wanted to be a mom. I knew that it was going to be hard for me to, you know, have a child. So we went through the whole thing. And we did the fertility medication. And then the doctor was like, no, I'm not going to do anything else other than that because you need to lose weight. So, you know, okay, a couple months later, that's when my friend got the surgery. And I was like, oh, this is a great idea for me. But I worked for a nonprofit. So my insurance okay. wasn't great. So I went to Mexico to get my okay. procedure. Um, okay. Yeah. So I actually didn't have it. Yeah, I had it in Mexico, which, you know, was a was a great experience. But was a lot. I mean, yeah. flying across the country because I live in Florida is a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, and and then, I'm sure you know, so many less people were like sharing stories of going to Mexico at that point too. So it's like finding people online that like had your story. Yeah. I mean, I was on message boards and I mean, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you didn't have Facebook, none of that stuff existed back then. Right. So you're like on the internet, like on message boards, right. Looking up like all this information, trying to see like, what's a good place to go. Um, and is it safe? And so, you know, of course, you know, I looked up a lot and I did, and I picked a doctor who, and I can't even remember his name now. Isn't that sad? I think (laughs) I remember it started with an R. I think, um, <laughs> but I picked a doctor and it was in Monterey, Mexico, I think is where it was at. Um, and I, you know, we went there and I think we had to fly in and then we, you know, oh no, we flew into Mexico. You didn't have to cross the border because there actually was a little um, airport there. And it was a great experience, but I didn't, I didn't understand at the time, like exactly, I don't feel like I was prepared yeah for the experience of everything that was going to come afterwards. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what happened as far as that goes. Um, but like I said, like the Lapian is a completely different, I could say animal than I think a lot of the other procedures and like what kind of comes along with that. Um, I was going to say, can you explain like a little bit yeah. about what it is? Like what does come a lot? Because I will tell you just like researching and listening, like people were talking about tightening the band or like, yeah. So can you tell us about it? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so, okay. So the lap band is like this, like, um, it's basically just like the silicone band thing that they put around the top of your stomach. And so, and then there's a port, there's like that they attach to your, the inside wall of like your stomach or your skin, I guess, or something. And so 
the idea is, is that you put fluid through the port, which then go goes through the band and then tightens, uh, it will tighten around the stomach to make a, to make a pouch at the top of your stomach tighter. So you don't, you're not removing anything, you know, okay. they're just adding to it, which sounds great, right? Because you're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, you're not changing anything. Yeah. But there is, but it doesn't do any of the other wonderful things that I think a lot of the the other metabolic surgeries do. Right. Uh, and so, you know, it's if more I, like it sounds like restriction, like it restricts the amount that you're able to eat. It does, but you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's frustrating. That's true. Oh, right, because it doesn't change any of the hormone. Right. Because right. they say cutting. Right. And the cutting your stomach actually takes out all those hor those hunger hormones. That's crazy. So interesting. Yes. So how does that like? So you're restricted on how much you can eat, but you're still feeling hungry even when you feel like quote unquote full. Well, you don't really feel full. You actually feel like not great. <laughs> that's the oh, that's the problem. No. Oh yes. gosh. Okay. <laughs> so imagine. So of course I've never had any of the other procedures, so I don't really know what it feels like yet. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so what I but this is how I can describe what it's like with the lap band. So you eat, and so sometimes you're just fine, right? You'll eat. And then someday, you know, because maybe it's more humid outside, so you're, like, <laughs> inflamed maybe, yeah. or I don't know, your cycle's coming, or you didn't get enough sleep, or yeah. you're stressed out. Whatever it happens to be that your particular day. Stomach is literally transitional tissue. Yeah. Like yes. anything. <laughs> and it's so so then you eat and so it goes into your your little pouch and it doesn't doesn't move. It just sits there. And you can mm -hmm. feel it just sitting there and it's pushing up, but yet you're you're still really hungry because your stomach doesn't think anything's really in there because it's just sitting in this little tiny pouch at the top and it won't move. And so um, you're like I can't eat. Um, anymore, but I'm really hungry and I can no, tell. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it, I, it was a great idea, but <laughs> it's not the best thing. And so over time, what a lot of people do with the lap band is that you learn to eat around it. And that is where it doesn't become helpful because if you eat ice cream, it's going to go right through. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, God, chips, so like foods will go through. through easily. Okay. Interesting. There's still that sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like that still sort of exists with slider foods for us too, though, right? There's definitely, like, I was telling you the one time I can eat chips or not, it's not really chips. For me, it's like popcorn, but I know people have likened it to chips. I can eat a lot of popcorn. <laughs> so I had to, like, especially the Himalayan gold one because it doesn't have a lot of, like, fat content in it. So it there is no side effect for me. Um, yeah. So that needs to not happen. <laughs> so how successful were you? Like, did you lose a lot of weight in the beginning? How was um, that? I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't say like, it was like sort of a perfect storm of things that happened because um, I, I had the surgery in 2006 and um, I was working for a nonprofit. I used to be, um, in the therapy field, um, you know, and, you know, so I, I sort of started burning out a little bit in that field yeah. be a lot. And so I decided to take a sabbatical. And so I still had to earn some money and I was having some like, you know, marital issues and that kind of thing at the time. And 
so I, you know, took a job where I was really active just to kind of make money and, and get my head right. Yeah. And so that helped me lose a ton of weight. Cause I was super active at this job. And, um, at the same time, like, you know, I, you know, my first marriage was like, I was, was ending. So it was like kind of a perfect storm. So yes, it did help, but I would say that a lot of it came down to how active I was. And then, um, I, you know, I was, I was super careful about what I was eating. I mean, I would eat like really lean, um, beef. Um, I would eat like my, you know, my, my current husband, (laughs) would laugh at me like, you know, because, you know, once uh, he would say, okay, there you're going to eat your nine almonds and your two tablespoons of cottage cheese. I thought what you're going to today because, you know, and that's what I say that, you know, you have when you, unfortunately, when you have them like, you know, metabolic issues and metabolism issues, you know, your calories have to be like a lot lower than I think most other people. It's just the way, you know, some of our bodies are. Um, And so, yeah, I was, but it's, you know, of course it's, you know, eating very, very low. So I was, and I got down to at my lowest weight, which was in 2011. Um, cause that is after, you know, I, you know, I was getting a divorce. Um, I had taken the sabbatical and, um, I was at 172 ish. I got down to, which was really nice. Way to go, girl. Um, yeah, but I was super active. I was hitting the gym. Um, you know, I had, I did have a child because we did have, you know, I have two girls now, but I had a, uh, my oldest. So I had my daughter. Um, and so I was sharing, you know, custody with my ex-husband, which, you know, and um, so I did have some time where I could go to the gym because sometimes she would be with her dad. And um, so it worked out where I got like, a, I was really, really active and stuff. And and I was probably kept that off for a couple of years. I kept it off um, more or less. I think I probably gained back maybe like 15 to 20, especially once I started going that's, back. Yeah, which I was okay with. I was going to say, honestly, that's like really amazing. I Good for you. <laughs> I think that's something that you're so continues. proud of. <laughs> yes. This story continues. Um, Cause it was like, yeah, I kept off. Um, and I was probably about 15 or 20, but then I, you know, I did, I went into my current field, which I'm really happy with. It's sort of my, you know, a job that I really like a lot. And I've been right. with my current company for about 10 years now, but it is more of a sit down position. Um, you know, I got remarried to my husband. We've been like married, you know, almost like 10, 10 years now. I think we've been together. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I it, was, it was a nice <laughs> marriage and stuff. So, um, but then we had, I got pregnant with my second daughter um, because the, the lap band did do that for me. And I will always credit the lap band did help my PCOS. And gain, that was and one I had, of the questions I had for you. Did they have any, so like with my surgery and with Allison's, like there's been different considerations with pregnancy as far as like what you need to do after surgery, what you need to do leading up for it, da, da, da. Was there anything that they had said to you at the point that you got surgery or were considering it about um, pregnancy and the lap band surgery? They, I don't remember talking to them about it and not getting okay. for them to, for me to not get pregnant. Um, I didn't worry about it at the time because I'm like, are you? I'm like, my cycles were like, oh, I'll visit you. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll get a period. <laughs> maybe it'll happen this year. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so honestly, I didn't really think about it and I didn't, and I don't think I started getting my cycles for probably, still probably about a year or so afterwards. Okay. So I, I would say that 
I had the surgery, I want to say it was like August of 2006, and I got pregnant um, like late December of 2007. So it was about a year and four months or so okay, afterwards, and which I was, it was unexpected. It wasn't, oh, um, so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, it is so weird, right? Especially with PCOS and you try for so long and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Right. (laughs) And that's exactly what it is and stuff. But I will tell you, and I just think it's the most remarkable thing ever because I will, because I have, I never had regular periods from the very first time I ever got my cycle when I was 13. Like they, it was never normal. And, um, ever since that happened, I have had a normal cycle since then. Not 28 days. I don't know what they're talking about with 28 days. That was (laughs) never happened for me except for I'm on a birth control, but I do get it you know, consistently like 35-ish days is usually. That's fantastic. Um, So yeah, and I I will say that I do think that one of the best treatments and stuff for this, for that is weight loss surgery, because even Mm -hmm. the Latvian did that for me. And I, um, I will never regret it because of that, because I was able to have my, my two girls and stuff, but I do definitely think it's time for me to to get it out soon hopefully yeah so that, I mean, that was one of the things like I know when I went into my doctor he did tell me like he told me all of his options and he goes we the one we do not do we don't do the lap band he's like in fact most of the surgeries that I do now are revisions but I didn't ask him about it so hearing that you don't remember your doctor's name I will say I don't think this was something your doctor suggested to you but how did it like or was it your primary like how did it come up the revision, like what, it, what is that going to look like? Um. um, okay. So I had been thinking about getting rid of it for a while. See, so the, okay. so the lapian causes me a lot of, um, um, I get sick a lot from it okay. because things get stuck and, and I never really know, is it going to be a bad day or a good day? And I don't like that that process of what happens because yeah, that makes um, sense. I have two girls. And so sometimes like, I'm like, do they think I have an eating disorder? I'm like, mm-hmm. they actually, like, they will actually like be like, are you going to go get sick now? And uh... I hate that. Cause I'm like, you know, yeah. I want them, to, my older one knows about my band, but my younger one, she still doesn't, she's eight. So I'm like, she yeah. doesn't get help. And I'm like, I don't want them to think that. So I, my husband has been after me for a while to get, he's like, you need to get this thing out of your body. Um, and is it something, sorry, I just, is it something that you're able to, like, would you hypothetically be able to keep it forever if you wanted to, or does it always have a timeline on it? I think that you can keep it um, okay. forever. I think you can. Um, I think a lot, like some people, well, I think a lot of people have eventually have problems and stuff, but I can tell you that I, the people I know who've gotten it, um, we all have problems. I was going to say, it doesn't seem like you would want to keep it. <laughs> no, no, because it's just, yeah, it doesn't serve like the best purpose. And, you know, there's, you know, I, I'm a, I, I haven't had my endoscopy yet. That's actually next week. Um, okay. And I'm eager to see what it looks like in there. Like when they look at it and be like, you know, what does it look like? It just, you know, because my insides are probably not the greatest from that. And, um, but yeah, I, and, and, and I actually just, I texted my best friend today because I was like, hey, I just want to tell you that they've actually scheduled my surgery. So I'm going to have this thing out. Um, and she was so happy. She's That's like, cool. oh, because, you know, and she's like, we want the rest of our friends who, who have it to like, let's, get it out you guys because they're like 
yeah, when we're all getting sick in the bathroom from it and everything. So oh, it's, yeah. it's not a good thing um, long term. But I do think you can. And, you know, um, a lot of times you can't, you have to get the fills, where this is where they inject the saline. A lot of places don't even do that anymore. So finding a doctor. So it's like if you have it, it's almost like what's the point at this point? If no one even fills it, you know, then it's just sitting in your body. Right. Yikes. Okay. So when is your revision surgery scheduled for? Um, It's currently scheduled for October 5th. Um, Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's the plan. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Congrats. Yes. So um, I've been really nervous that about insurance because you know how things can change in a dime with insurance approval. Yeah. Um, and I think, didn't one of you go through that at the beginning? I think I feel like... Oh, we I, both did. Okay, <laughs> okay. I thought so. I'm like, I remember this when I was listening. Yeah. But um, honestly, like 99% of our guests that come on have like had the most wonderful experience with insurance. And genuinely, that makes me super freaking happy because it means there's better better things ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the plan. So they're supposed to be submitting for it this week. Um, and, but I called my insurance company today just to make myself feel better. And mm-hmm. it seemed like it was going to be a go and it was going to be okay. So I'm going to stop worrying awesome. about it. Yeah. So I can worry about something else. Instead. Do they know. have like a testing process for you to go through or? Yes, I have to. Um, so I have to do the, you know, the nutrition visits. So my insurance actually typically requires six, but because it's a revision, we seem to think, they seem to think that my doctor seems to think three is all that's needed. So I had to do the three nutrition visits. Um, I still have to do the endoscopy. Um, and then I had to do the psychiatric eval. Um, and I think that was about it. Um, and, you know, I'm in, we, but I'm, I'm super into the, um, the psychological component of everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm really trying to do a lot of work there. So important. Um, yeah. yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So I'm trying to do a lot of the emotional, like, you know, cause I know I'm an emotional eater. Like I know that I am. So I'm really right. trying to work on that. And then, um, some Good of the, the girls that are in my, um, they're in my, uh, the ladies that are in one of the support groups, we have like a mini support group now. Yes. Yeah. Like your gang, you found your gang. So that's being, that's really helpful. Um, so everybody's going, you know, through it together and a couple of them have already had their surgery and then there's a couple of us left that are still waiting. So, um, yeah, so uh, that's kind of where things are, but it, but the emotional component is something I'm really trying to work on on my own. Yeah. Well, just, you're getting, are you going for VSG or? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm getting the sleeve. I, this was a huge thing for me because like I kept asking my doctor, I was like, well, how do you know that the sleeve is the best option? Right. Yeah. And so he kept saying, this is what he kept saying. He's like, well, I really like to start with the sleeve because, you know, it's, you know, then if you, you know, if you need, if you, we decide you need something else, I'm just like, okay. So I was a little <laughs> bit leery about that because I was just like, well, maybe if I just went to like you know, the next step, then that would be great. And I could just do it all yeah. at once and stuff, but I don't know this. I, so I'm, I'm okay with the sleeve. I'm nervous about the reflux component because we know that that's, there's a lot of talk out there about the reflux piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison, you got the sleeve, right? I did. Yeah. Yes. And the reflux. <laughs> and the reflux. I've never had, I never had reflux pre-surgery and I'm still on the emetrazole much to my surgeon's dismay. Yeah. 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 See, that's what I'm worried about is that piece. Do you have reflux with what's happening now in your body or no? 
Not really, but I do, but I had it like really badly with my second pregnancy. So, and I, you know, so I'm like, okay, I know that I have the capability of having it happen if there's a lot of pressure because it was Mm -hmm. really bad. So it does make me nervous um, to, that that's going to happen. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I hear you. There's a, mine's managed with the medication, even though he doesn't want me to be on it long-term, which I have to ask about. I see him at the end of September. But, um, yeah, I know. I mean, there, I guess there's just like risks and benefits to everything and you just have to weigh it and go for it and not be anxious about it. But you sound like me where you like focus on one thing that you think will totally go wrong. And then when that gets alleviated, you move to the next possible huge thing that could go wrong. Last week we talked with a woman named Lori and she literally out of the CDS procedure, like, three percent of people get like bile reflux and she got bile reflux yeah so it's like the surgery that you're not supposed to have this with and she got it and it was like no so there's always a risk always yeah but yeah definitely I think you I feel like you're you can tomato now me yeah 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 with the meds it's totally fine yeah yeah um, okay. So how are you working on it mentally? Cause I mean, I think that's so smart to hear you say that. I love hearing you say that because I think that was something Courtney and I both had to tackle like. Post. And as the mom of two girls, I love hearing you say yeah. that. Like, yeah. So important. Powerful. So yeah, how are you doing um, that? Well, you know, it's, <laughs> that's a great question. Cause that is <laughs> a little bit about what I'm going through right now because so I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, set some boundaries in my life, um, really, you know, try to, you know, reduce, I don't, I don't, how do I explain this? Sort of reduce, I wouldn't call it reducing stress, but like I have a job that, you know, my job is, is I have a lot of responsibility there. And so I have sometimes have a tendency to not set enough boundaries there Mm -hmm. so that I'm a little (laughs) bit more stressed at the end of the day. And then at, you know, then it's the end of the school day and my eight-year-old comes bounding into the house at a hundred miles per hour and she needs a lot of attention and I got to make dinner and I have to do all these things. And so what happens is is that, you know, your cup kind of empties. And so what do I do? Like, I'm like, okay, well, let me have some chips because that will help me feel a little bit better. And so I am trying to set boundaries in different places. I sort of wrote up some rules for work that I'm going to implement. Um, And which is like how many, you know, how many, breaks I'm going to take in a day. I don't, I have a tendency not to do that. And so I'm going to do that. Like, so I have like brain breaks and like maybe. Like um, actually eat lunch. <laughs> yes. Things yes. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be doing that. And then um, journaling a lot to, to look at some of these areas where I have a tendency to neglect myself. So, and then, you know, um, and then you start to hit that burnout period yeah. So that I don't turn to food as a co- as my coping mechanism, because um, that you know I'm good with a lot of other things. Like I love you know obviously like podcasts. That's you know I listen to you guys you know every like you know every time a new episode comes out, and and then I walk I walk while I listen. Yeah. So that's my thing. Thanks. Love both um, of those things. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love podcasts and walking. Mm-hmm. Um, I so know. I- question oh no go ahead go 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 I'll ask you I will remember this question you keep going <laughs> I'm just saying so that's the kind of things I'm doing and then I'm also um 
looking at like, um, I'm big into like, you know, into therapy in general. Um, I want to see a therapist. Yeah. It's hard to fit that in. Thankfully, mm-hmm. since I came from that field before, like I'm, I, I, a lot of stuff I can, I do know how to do. So I'm, I'm journaling and then I'm looking for some workbooks yeah. that would be really good um, to help me replace. So here's the thing, like I know everything I'm doing wrong. I just have <laughs> to do it. Find right. energy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a big thing. Definitely. Um, I, I do need to ask you both. This is literally just a little side note here. Have you, but we're keeping it in Rob. Have you guys heard of the normal gossip podcast? No. no. Guys, I'm so happy. I found it this week. It's newer. They started it this year. They just retell. They literally were like, okay, the two years of COVID stripped us from all gossip. We had nothing to talk about except for like who had COVID and who was following rules and who wasn't. And they were like, so they had strangers send in their stories. They changed their names. They changed key details. And then they just retell people's stories like normal gossip. Like you're just chatting with your girlfriends. It's fantastic. Highly recommend if you like podcasts, which now I know you both do. So Um, yeah. Not even like that is a free plug right there. <laughs> Love that. Okay, cool. Love it. Thanks for that. Okay, so back to weight loss. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to say I think that's great. And I love you that too. you are finding – I found so much stress relief in walking as well. Um, and it's just going to be a better day if I know that I got a walk-in. Um, yeah. And I think that it really helps with the mental game in a huge way. So good for you. And you're really good at journaling too. Like I literally just bought a planner because of the way that you like journal with your food and what you eat and how you're feeling. And like, yeah, it's so, I don't know. It, it looks therapeutic. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's like, it takes like the five, 10 minutes a day to like really like reflect on your day. And I just think that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So now you are prepping. Are you doing – what's your pre-op diet going to be for surgery? Um, I haven't gotten the specifics yet. I'll get that when I, when I go on my pre-op. I know it will be a certain number of days. It's liquids. Um, um, I hear okay. – I, I think it just depends, but I don't think it's one of those really long ones. It's um, That's good. I, yeah, I'm hearing some people get like really, you know, really easy, um, like maybe two days and some people maybe are getting four to five, but I think that's really reasonable. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm expecting, you know, probably around four days is my expectation. I think it's like three days of maybe liquids in a day of clear. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's doable because I know I hear some of them for like two weeks and I'm like, oh my gosh, how does anybody do that for two weeks? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Allison, how do people? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh my. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, will the healing process feel different for you after this surgery? Like, how how have they prepped you for like the differences there? Yeah, it really could be. So um, once I get my endoscopy, then they'll kind of have an idea of what, okay. what it looks like. So because, you know, the lap band can have the, something called erosion, um, which I'm always like, oh, do I have erosion? I don't think I do. But that's where like the band actually goes through the stomach tissue. And oh. yeah, mm. so, so people can have that. 
And I think, you know, you're, it, it can be pretty rough and, you know, it, yeah. sometimes they won't even do the both procedures at once. Um, I did ask my surgeon about that and he said that, yes, it does happen that he says, he's like, he goes about 95% of the time I can do it all at once. He's like, but occasionally there is something that where it's really difficult inside the system oh and the weight. Yeah. I'm like, please don't let that happen to me. I'm, I'm hoping not, but, um, but yeah, so erosion, so it, it could be, could be rough. Plus, you know, with having had it for so long, I, I really wonder if I have a hernia in there too. Yeah. So that will add to it. Um, so, you know, we'll see when, when that endoscopy comes, but I, I so question, are you an Allison or a Courtney in that if you're an Allison, you literally want to see every organ that you own and maybe also get to keep it in a jar. Mm -hmm. And if you're a Courtney, you're like the less details, the better. <laughs> yeah. Like I would be like, can I keep that band? Can you take a picture she of what that looks like? like? Can you please keep me awake during the surgery so that I can see every piece of what you're doing? Yeah. No, I'm a Courtney. I'm like, oh. just make it out. I just want it to be over with. <laughs> got it okay i will be an island i'm still an island over here and that's fine allison, allison sent me her questions that she has for her surgeon <laughs> one of them is literally like can you take a picture of like everything that you're doing and i was like that's so on brand i fucking love you <laughs> yeah well yeah i asked if i could keep my old heart I and mean, i feel like that's a pretty valid question She's like, listen, I at least get the ultimate memento, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I get a little to go bag, don't I? <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. We're completely oh. off track here. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, are you most excited about and what are you feeling kind of like nervous about going into the revision? I think, um, what I'm most excited about, I've been, I've been thinking about this. And so I think it's that I'm hoping that, you know, that whenever you diet or whatever, you know, you can try and try and sometimes you're doing all the right things and you kind of get nowhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think I'm excited in that I think that this is a scenario where if I'm doing all the right things like I'm doing right now, like this, this scale is going to keep moving. It's going to keep going well because yeah. otherwise in the past, usually it doesn't like it works for like, a, you know, a couple weeks and then that's it. Yeah. So yeah. That does sound exciting. And yeah. it's had like a really huge weight lifted off of your shoulders. Like just finally. Well, I know for me, it's super motivating because I did the same thing where I would have, I mean, I'm 42, so we're the same age. So I would, um, you know, diet, start something, have it be kind of successful, but then like not really. And then I lose interest. And so like this has been successful and motiv motivating and it just keeps me going and keeps me wanting to like, you know, be consistent. And I think that's the biggest thing that is so great about this surgery itself is that um, it works if you put the work in. I mean, and that, when does that ever happen? <laughs> truth <laughs> well, yeah and, and the, the thing about that is and, and maybe you guys can even talk about it because since you've been through it and stuff too is that the thing is when you diet and everything and you're doing all the right things like you need to see the changes and the scale move to keep mm -hmm. you going 
because let's be honest, it's not fun. You know, it's not, you know, it's not fun to sit there and track every little thing you do and everything. But it, when you see the scale move and you see progress happening, you're like, okay, this is okay. Mm-hmm. I can do this and stuff because I'm actually getting somewhere. And mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that that's what this experience is going to be like. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I really think so. And even like I noticed diet wise, like I was such a huge sweets person and I can't even like, we went somewhere yesterday where they were handing out lemon bars and like, I didn't even feel bad. I like had half of a bite of Rob's and I was like, eh, I mean, it was good. Like it wasn't like it was bad. I just didn't need it at all. Like, and it, that is so life changing for me because I am somebody that like grew up with sweets and like had so, so, so many of them. So for me to be like, eh, if I want something sweet, like strawberries are good or like, I'd rather have a pepperoncini. <laughs> like that's pretty cool. Um, so I think even more like the scale, but just my life. And for the first time ever, there's like this, um, like I crave protein and I want it because I know how good it makes my body feel, mm-hmm. um, which is real weird. I'll tell you like Trina, I never, I hated protein. So yeah. it's a whole new thing that we're getting used to at 35 years old. <laughs> I just, I think the biggest thing is like, and I think that's what makes the first couple months so hard is because the scale doesn't exactly move. You're like, I'm drinking mush yeah. and eating, you know, whipped up tuna. Like, how can I still weigh whatever I weigh? My stomach inside is so swollen and it's like, girl, give me a break. <laughs> and miserable. Yeah. But then like once, you know, you start to feel better and like things start going down and you can feel more human and eat more, you know, normal foods, but then also lose weight. It's such an empowering feeling. And I think that's why Courtney and I always say like, you know, welcome to this new world where you're going to put yourself first mm-hmm. and you, you know, so the fact that you're making boundaries now are, is only going to help you, you know, reinforce all of those boundaries and be like, okay, well, I need to take care of myself before I can take care of anyone else. And I yeah. just think as a woman, as a mother, as you know, all of those things, it's such an important lesson to learn and skill to have. Yeah. And and that's what I'm trying to do now, just because I think, you know, I call it, you know, I'm breaking up with food. That's kind of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so I'm like, okay, I'm breaking up with you. So Mm -hmm. now I need to go find a new friend, you know, and that needs to be my walks and my taking care of myself and saying, okay, my, my workday has ended. So I'm not going to check my email, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working on that. Yeah. Um, I did want to say, you mentioned what I was nervous about. I will tell you that as a mom, you know, having surgery makes me nervous, of course, because yeah. there's always that risk. And I, I have to just keep telling myself that, you know, long-term, you know, I, my, my mother, my mother died from complications of just having diabetes, like her whole life. She had kidney mm-hmm. failure it's just the, the gamut of issues that I don't want to have those that same thing happen. It was, and I don't want, you know, so I want to be here for my girls for a long time. Yeah. But, being, but having surgery is always, you know, there's always so a risk. Scary. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you one of the things that I, my mom and I have talked about this, so I don't feel bad outing her here. But um, I wish that she had grown up in a world where she felt comfortable getting surgery and hadn't like 
projected her negative feelings about weight loss surgery to me because I avoided it for 34 years, um, because uh, mostly because of her feelings towards it. So I think um, being a mom and having you go through surgery and having you like talk about it in a positive light and share it as the tool that it is, is, is a super powerful message for your girls that like there are tools in life and they're available to you. And sometimes it is okay to reach out and be like, this is the tool I need and this is the help I need. Um, and we're going to do all the magic voodoo in the world because your surgery is going to go great. Yeah. (laughs) And first of all, I just want to say, I'm really sorry about your mom. Um, yeah, it's, I lost my mom too when I was a kid. So it's really, I know that's hard. Um, but also I think it's great that you're changing the narrative for yourself and your family. And that's a really, that's a powerful step to take because that's another one you're fighting for you and you're fighting for your girls and your, you know, your future. So good for you. Thank you. Yeah. I was, I was actually thinking about that earlier because I would, I was, my mom had me when I, when she was 36, I came a lot later in life. And so it, it, when she was 42, like me, I was six years old. And I'm like, although I don't remember too much back then, I would say she definitely already had like a lot of like health issues, even at that point. Um, yeah. so I'm like, okay, I definitely feel like I'm in a, you know, moving in a different direction than she did. And, and I want that for, you know, for my girls and stuff. So I'm hoping. Yeah. And, uh, so good for you. And you're taking a huge step forward into, you know, making big changes for your health and for your family's life and for your own life. So, I mean, I just, I think that's pretty badass. So good for you. Yeah. It's not an easy decision and it's not like any of us are like, you know what I want to do today? (laughs) So good for you. (laughs) Yeah. It's, (laughs) It's a huge investment in you. And I think that's the best part about this surgery. Um, and And so cool. I know. Thank you for sharing. Like, thanks for sharing because I know when you reached out to Allison, I was like, wait, I have so many questions. (laughs) So can you tell we were like, wait, tell us everything. And I called it lamp. So clearly I was not in the know. (laughs) Well, no, thank you for letting me share and stuff just because I feel like, um, the lap band was the, the weight loss surgery of yesteryear and it is, you know, now it's time to move into the new generation and, you know, treatment of metabolic issues, I think is just so important because we, yeah. some of us are, you know, genetically, we struggle and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, and it's not, it's good that we have options because I think sometimes people believe that obesity is just somebody's fault and it's just not always that way. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Say that one more time for the people in the back say, to hear. <laughs> a hell yes from the girl who finally has a normal A1C for the first time in her life with no change other than this surgery. <laughs> that is awesome. Congrats. That's a big oh, yeah, Thank you. I, it, my doctor quite literally like screamed and hugged me when she read the number. And I was like, okay, I live for that excitement. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that's so good. All right. So, Trina, I think that you're not really on active on Instagram, but is there anywhere that anyone could follow your story or are you going to keep it just kind of like, is there anywhere on social that you're sharing what it's going to go? Um, I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not much of an Instagrammer. I, I probably should try to do more. I mean, I post certain things. I'm more of a Facebooker. <laughs> I really am. Um, yeah. So there's probably going to be some stuff out there. I may actually be putting stuff on Instagram more, like, um, with my surgery and everything um, as time goes on. But I am on, you know, I am on Facebook. I, you know, I am trying to get more on Instagram. Um, but I just... I don't know. I think I feel like it's my age. I don't know what it is because I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I, I grew up on Facebook. And yeah, um, so but I'm, I am now I am out there and I will try to get some more out there. I Yeah, I'm for one really glad that you reached out to us on Instagram because I've really enjoyed talking to you and, and um, I know that people will be interested in hearing your story and what you have to say is so important and also just who you are and, and for your girls and all of that is really impressive. Do you want to just share your Instagram handle in case you decide to um, share more? Yes. I am Trina underscore Michael underscore six, five, six, nine, which happens to be a special number to me. Um, so that's what I am on Instagram. And then, you know, and then just Trina Eileen Michael on Facebook. Awesome. Well, we are going to be all over again. We want to know how everything goes. Let us know how the endoscopy goes. Um, and then how the surgery goes in October. We're cheering you on in October and before. Yes. The whole thing. So in all those worries, there won't be any acid reflux. There won't be any insurance issues. It's going to be great. Thank you. That's my hope. Put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we just have loved all of our time. I hope anyone who's listening is having a great week and just so appreciate it. So thanks so much, friends. Catch you later. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Allison and Courtney are not medical professionals. There are two friends on this journey together who want to share their experience with you for informational and entertainment purposes. While we do our best to try and make sure the information presented in this podcast is accurate and true, Allison and Courtney are not doctors. Always follow your doctor's instructions and advice first and foremost.